Now we come to a painful observation, the Mechaber. The study of these subjects and these books that deal with perfect service of Hashem remain only with those whose minds are not so sharp and their minds are somewhat crude. These simple-minded people are the ones you will see that spend time on them and don't depart from them. Rabbi Miller. Crude-minded people do not have the ability to learn Gemara or similarly complicated subjects. So they turn to these kind of Sephardim. The unfortunate consequence is that when the sharp-minded people look at who is studying these Sephardim, they conclude that since they are studied by crude-minded people, they must not be worthy of serious study. They think anyone who's really a serious scholar will learn Ketsoy Sechoshin, maybe Kabbalah, something that needs more thought and is more difficult to understand. These things must be so simple that, that they are only for the simple-minded folk, the Mechaber. Therefore, according to the custom which has hold in the world today, if you see somebody who is practicing Hasidus, meaning practicing some of these principles, you cannot refrain from suspecting that he is a person of inferior mind. Rabbi Miller The misconception that has become widespread Is that people who spend time on these subjects Have inferior minds If they were people of superior intelligence They wouldn't waste time on these easy things The Mesilu Sishonim is going to spend the remainder of the Hakdama Explaining how this is a very serious error And how necessary it is for people with good minds To study this subject The Mechaber However The results of this practice are very unfavorable, both to the wise who have good minds and to the ordinary people. It it has a harmful effect on everybody because it causes that from both of them, from the wise and from the ordinary, the true piety is lacking and it becomes very rare to find true piety in the world. True piety is lacking from the wise because of the small amount of time they dedicate to thinking about it. Rabbi Miller, in reality, it requires a great deal of acumen and a sharp mind to understand the true way of being devoted to Hashem. It is not simple at all. The Mechaber. And it will be lacking from, not so, from the not so wise people, even though they try to learn it because of their limited ability to understand it. Rabbi Miller, Those who are capable will not have it because they didn't put time into it. Those who are not capable will not have it because they are not capable of attaining it without assistance from someone who is capable and and has studied sufficiently. But since those with good minds don't study it, the general public is not aware of what true service of Hashem really means. The Mechaber. To the extent that most people imagine that piety consists of reciting many chapters of Tehillim or, fa- or, or saying very long confessions. Of course, this is not the practice today. But there was a time when people used to say long confessions. You can find long confessions of all kinds, of sins printed in some big sudurim. That was done by the multitude, says Rabbi Miller. The Mechaber says, well, they imagine that piety requires difficult fasting. Rabbi Miller explains, there was a time when very many people fasted. Men and women fasted a great deal. 
In our old shul, there was a couple who fasted every Monday and Thursday, all year round. The Mechaber continues. Others dipped themselves into snow or icy cold water. That was a form of piety that's also unknown today. All these are things that the mind is not pleased with and do not satisfy the intellect. Rabbi Miller says, true piety is something that appeals to the intellect. The Mechaber continues. That is accepted and desired by Hashem is far away from any picture that we have in our minds. Not only do we possess true piety, Rabbi Miller explains, but we don't even have an idea of what it looks like. That is a startling statement, and most people will not agree, will not agree with it. The Mesilis Yishodim is not merely saying that true piety is far away from our desires, or that it requires a great deal of effort. Those things are certainly true. We have to have a flaming inspiration to pursue true kasidis. If we're satisfied, if we're satisfied where we are, or if we're willing to just go along with the current, then we're not pursuing the true the true chasidis. No good things are accomplished without effort. But instead, the Mesilis Yishadim says something that we didn't expect. The true chasidis is something about which we haven't the slightest idea what it looks like. When people see someone practicing true piety, they feel somewhat strange and they are somewhat displeased with it. It turns them off because they don't know what true piety is. Which means when someone who knows what it looks like points out a true chassid, it will, it will be a surprise. Many of those who we consider chassidim will be left out and others will suddenly appear in the limelight. Attaining chassidus is an important achievement in life to which we should aspire. Even if you can't be a chassid in everything, it's possible in some of life's smaller and easier details to succeed in chassidus. This brings us to the following advice enunciated in the Gemara. Anyone who wants to be a chassid, let him fulfill the matters of nizikin. This doesn't mean that if you don't go out with stones and smash your neighbor's windows that you're a chassid already. It means much more than merely avoiding damage. It means learning all of Baba Kama and so on. We see people who set out in life, some of them with an earnest, flaming desire to become chassidim, but they don't know how to get there. Shlomo Melech describes this. The labor of the fool will weary him out because he does not know the road to go to the city. He'll never get there because he doesn't know how to get there. But now we know one of the ways of getting there is Arba Avod Nizikin. Therefore, now we see that the Mesilis Yishorim, the path of the righteous, of coming closer to Hashem, is Arba Avod Nizikin.